0: Highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest.
1: Welcome to Open House. I am Marissa Kleist of Team Reba Remax Metro East Side.
2: And I'm Eric Osmus from Home Street Bank Home Mortgage where every week, every Tuesday at three o'clock, we bring you information on real estate and finance. And just about anything else, I always have really good, interesting guests on every week. So welcome. Welcome,
1: and- everyone. As we all know, Riva's not here this week. She's down in Vegas for a real estate summit, which is really exciting for us.
2: Yeah? What's she summiting?
1: Um, she's doing a real estate thing with the Tom Ferry program, which she's really involved in. I've been getting about 50 text messages a minute. She's sending me all the slides from her uh, time down there. It looks awesome. I'm, I'm excited for her feedback.
2: Well, good, good. Well, she's already running 100 miles an hour. It's kind of scary if she's going to you know one of these summits to learn even more. That means she'll be running even faster. So that's always good. Well, it's a busy time for for everybody in the industry. So, um, you know, we're we're sure happy with it. Rates are low and the market's hot and you know, keeping everybody on their toes. And if you our listeners have any questions for Marissa or myself or our guests today, this is a live call-in show. You can reach us toll-free at what's the number, Marissa?
1: Uh, you didn't give it to me.
2: You're supposed to know it. Nope. <laughs> now, nah, put you on the, put you on the spot. 800 Alright. How about this one? 866-712-1300. So 866-712-1300. If any of you have questions, uh, give us a call and, uh, you can also tweet us. And, uh, if you're, um, if you're shy, don't want to talk on the, on the, on the radio, no problem. You can tweet, uh, Marissa at Team Reba or you can tweet, tweet me at Eric is my banker at E-R-I-C and we're always here to answer calls. We get a lot of uh, emails and things like that after the show and sometimes before the show. Questions uh about the topics we talked about and and uh every every person's situation these days is a story problem, you know. So nobody has the exact same set of circumstances and and so we're always happy to to answer those questions and and kind of put our uh you know brainstorm uh, solutions. So that's uh kind of where we're at. So Marissa, tell us about the market. What's what's going on today? Yeah,
1: sure. So I read a really interesting article on our MLS. It's the Northwest Multiple Listing Service. Um, and it was actually pretty exciting. It said there's early signs of there being a more balanced market. Um, we definitely see prices are still rising, but supply is slowly but surely improving. Um, right now we're seeing um, there's definitely been some records broken. For sure in July, it looks like The Puget Sound area had its best volume of pending sales. For July, we had 8,545. And last year was just 8,248. So we're up from last year. Okay. Up a few? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for records, I mean, July is definitely a hot month, both, I guess, temperature and um, market wise. Um, But we do see, like, King, Snohomish, and Pierce still have two or less than two months of supply. Um, a big thing we're running into, which we'll talk about more today, is uh, in Snohomish. They're seeing a lot of uh, low appraisals. Some appraisal appraisals are coming in at uh, thirty to thirty-five thousand um, below the agreed-upon price, which can cause issues for sales to close.
2: Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely can. Um, you know, it's 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 hard to to always digest that information because some of it can be a little bit anecdotal. And, and, and the the variance of price, I mean, if you have a home that's a million dollars, uh, you know, thirty five thousand is still significant. But if you have a home that's a hundred thousand dollars, it's like, whoa, what's going on? So we always got to kind of take that that information with a grain of salt. But the the, the challenge with appraisers in a fast moving market is that they have to provide comparable sales. They have to provide data of homes that have recently sold that have recently sold that are in the same neighborhood or, or or comparable neighborhood same age size square footage number of bedrooms number of bathrooms and they have to find a bunch of them you know we we, we usually try and find at least four or five maybe six sometimes even more comparables well the problem is if the market's escalating very very quickly. Uh, the closed sales may not have caught up, so the appraisers are really chasing that that market, trying to trying to catch up, and sometimes that works, and sometimes that doesn't. Especially if a home uh, they're working on now is was sold above the the asking price, or maybe there were escalation clauses in there, you know, to that, that really bid up that price you know, that's when we can run into some challenges. Are you seeing that with any of your, your individual transactions at Team Reba?
1: Um, we've got really fortunate. We've come in at appraisal, even though we've been going, we've had the multiple offer situation and been going, you know, over asking for most of our mm-hmm. listings. But we, we've been lucky to hit appraisal. Um, we do, um, if we do have contact with the appraiser to send out, you know, any comps that we've seen that we used at, in our pricing strategy, so we've been pretty fortunate, um, but some cases that's not it. We have seen people writing into their offers um, because we have seen you know the low appraisal be an issue for getting to closing. Um, we've seen people come in with offers saying that they're willing to you know come with more cash to bridge that gap if mm-hmm. we do see it as an issue.
2: yeah, that's that's a very, very important and if you're in that situation you're you're making an offer that you really discuss that strategy with your with your agent. Because um, a lender will base their loan calculations on the sale price or the appraised value, whichever is lower. So, if you do have a low appraisal, if if you're coming in putting maybe a minimum down payment, you know, let's say it's three percent down or five percent down, and uh, then you don't have any room, you know, for a low appraisal. Appraisal comes in low, you have to cough up the difference in cash. If you're putting thirty, forty percent down, or twenty percent down, something like that, and the appraisal comes in a little bit lower than expected, there's room to adjust the financing to make things work. So it, a lot of it depends on how you're you're structuring your your transaction, but definitely have that conversation with your with your agent. And if you're making an offer on a home, yeah, you want to just be as well researched as you possibly can be. You know, coming into that, you know, keeps you keeps you out of trouble. Exactly. Well, good any any other cool stats going on out there this week?
1: Yeah, I got some other ones just for like the median house price has been um definitely up from last year. I think the big one um for condo and single family together, the median right now is three hundred and fifty thousand, which is up from a year ago from uh three hundred and nineteen two hundred and fifty thousand so about thirty thousand up from last year, which is crazy um so the King County, like I mentioned, so it's their uh, median price is 505000 right now, which is up 15% um, from last year. When it was at four thirty nine. dollars um, so that's kind of a big deal. That's wow. that's including uh, condos, so that kind of lowers it a little bit. Um, for just single-family homes, though, the median price is 555000 for King County right now, which is up 14.4% from last year.
2: 14.4%, holy cow. So- yeah. Yeah. And and uh, do you see the increase, the rate of increase decreasing or what's the forecast? Um,
1: maybe slowing down a little bit. I mean, I think they anticipate us slowing down, you know, come, you know, maybe end of this month, next month a little bit. But just because, you know, summer is so hot, but probably not for the next year, two years, three years if we're lucky in our industry but i mean there's still they say right now like within the next three years is probably the best time to buy for buyers
2: well we we have such a strong economy locally which is really the exception compared to many parts of the country and uh you know the the weakness uh nationwide affects interest rates which keeps them low you know but but here we 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 do have such a strong economy those values are going to probably keep going up and the development's not able to keep up with with the demand you know so there's a lot of new home construction going on but not nearly enough to meet the demand so you know until that starts to equalize yeah it's, it's going to continue to probably put pressure on home prices
1: Oh yeah definitely I mean development's a huge thing in the area I know there's a lot of shortage with contractors just because mm-hmm. of the demand. I yeah. had somebody tell me that I don't know what it was like eighty percent of the cranes on the west coast are in the Seattle area. Oh, just I can like totally some, believe something that. Something crazy. I mean, you look out your yeah. window, it's like 10, 12, 13, 4. I mean, it's right. just crazy. And a
2: lot of those are residential mm-hmm. though. So we, we do see more, more of that happening now. So good. Well, that's, it's going in the right direction. It's, it's so funny. Um, we, we have, I have a, a pre-approved customers. So I have lots, lots of customers that will come and they want to be pre-approved for financing so that when they find the right home, you know, I can give them a really strong letter of approval, you know, that they can present to the seller. Well, my list of pre-approvals, it keeps just growing and growing and growing. And some of those folks are really getting frustrated, you know, because they've made offers on three, four, five, six homes, sometimes even more and not one. And uh, and, and some of them will, will get frustrated to the point they're just going to drop out for a while. We've seen that happen this year. Others are just hanging in there. And um, I, I, I'm so proud of, of one of my customers that... Um, Uh, we had met about three years ago and their credit was just not there. They just weren't quite ready. And, uh, and so I, I kind of had a heart to heart and I said, how bad do you, do you want to buy? And they're like, we, we want to buy bad. And I go, okay, well, here's some things that you have to do and you've got to clean up this credit. We've got some accounts to pay off and, um, you know, you've got to just kind of get that sorted out. So, um, Fast forward about six months ago, they, they came back and they said, we did everything you said. And it's like, great. Let's, let's take a look at the credit. When well, we ran it. It was fabulous. It, it, it was just a, a night and day scenario. It looked really, really good. And, um, and I said, well, now let's talk down payment. How much down? And like, well, we need that special program you've got, which is a zero down program. It's a home advantage. It's offered by the Washington State Housing Finance Commission. And I'm like, great. So let we, and, and, and one of them says, Oh, by the way, I got a, a raise. So I look at their income and the home advantage program has a $97,000 income limit. They were at 99000 Oh no. So this is about three months ago and just the look on their face. I'm like, I am so sorry. So I sent them away. Well, about a month ago, she called me back and said, I got a new job and guess what and i'm like what and she, i'm like congratulations <laughs> but guess what i'm earning less now and oh, i'm like no. fantastic <laughs> you know so now they're under the income ceiling and uh they're out looking for homes we um I, I probably gave them maybe 15 different loan estimates as they're they had a couple furious weekends where they're out looking at all these different homes and what about this one eric's like nah, that's too high <laughs> well, what about that one no nah, that one's too high what about this one yeah that's just right and so Perfect. anyway they're in contract we're fully approved there were zero down and uh we'll be be setting up a closing here on friday and um, i'm just so excited when we see those success stories where someone was able to actually um, you know do all the right steps yeah, get the home they want to use a great loan program and uh speaking of great programs when we come back we're going to be joining our guest who's talking about reverse mortgages so stay tuned for more with open house with team rebuy
0: If you'd like to call into the show, now's your chance. It's 866-712-1300. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba.
2: Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Home Street Bank.
1: And I'm Marissa Kleist of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side.
2: Welcome back, everybody. So uh, should we talk about rates here real quick?
1: Let's please do.
2: Well, uh, what's the uh, the headline this afternoon in the mortgage markets or bonds sell as Fed speakers sow scary seeds? So uh, what what is that? What is yeah, that? Yeah, what does, that, what does mean? that mean?
1: That's a pretty elaborate title
2: (laughs) it means it means we're sideways uh pretty much with rates we're still kind of hanging in there they're uh it's it's uh kind of one step forward and two steps back they'll 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 rally and go down for a few days and then they'll come back up a little bit but we're in a very narrow uh trading range with with interest rates uh the uh the fed sowing scary seeds is referring to the fact that the federal open market committee um is the is the fed um Organization that sets interest rate policy for the country, and they meet every six weeks. And when they meet, the minutes from those meetings are kept secret. Uh, they release those minutes thirty days after the meeting. So the uh, meeting uh, from last month in in um, um, July is is or excuse me, late June, I guess it was, is going to be released tomorrow. And uh, and so today, two of the Federal Reserve governors came out and uh, and are hinting. That they think the economy is is stronger than the evidence might suggest at this point, and they're they're threatening that maybe we'll see a, a rate increase in the near future, possibly too. Well, we kind of see this this sort of um, uh, buffering effect, you know, as as before a major announcements given couple Fed governors will come out and kind of make something, you know, make some speeches and they do that to sort of set the market up for that. They try and avoid any big shocks to the um you know to the to the market. So so a lot of that's probably what's happening right now. And uh it's it's just sort of interesting that these these two Fed speakers that um you know were making speeches today are are usually two that are considered kind of sort of less on the crazy end of the spectrum. (laughs) and uh and so they're coming out you know just trying to kind of hedge their bets a little bit bond markets are are not taking it super well today it's a little bit negative putting a bit of upward pressure on interest rates um today we saw six uh, national uh, mortgage lenders increase their interest rates just slightly and uh so again a little bit of upward pressure on rates but you know with that said conventional conforming 30-year fixed rate loans nationally are averaging 3.4%. I mean, that's still nothing to good. sneeze at. Still good. And uh, 15-year fixed rates are averaging around 2.75%. Uh, FHA loans are, are down even a little bit more, averaging around 3.2%. And uh, jumbo 30-year fixed rates averaging around 3.5%. So, uh, you know, not necessarily bad news out there. And uh, so the rates are still very good. Uh, one of the things that, that all these low rates is affecting is appraisals. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you mentioned, uh, the possibility of, of, low appraisals coming in, but the other thing that's happening with, with, um, with all this, uh, loan volume, because loan loan officers are pretty busy right now is that appraisals are taking longer Forever. to get completed. Yes. And there's, there's sort of a systemic problem, uh, in place with appraisers right now. Uh, All the appraisers out there, there's just a fixed pool of them out there and they're, they're super, super busy. And, uh, and we don't have a lot of new appraisers coming into the marketplace. The reason? Have to apprentice for two years. Mm. So for a new appraiser to come in, they have to apprentice under an old appraiser, you know, for a very long period of time. Well, number one, the, the appraisers don't have time to do that. And number two, why would they want to? Because in the future, that means extra competition. <laughs>
1: Supply and demand. Yep,
2: that's right. So in, in, um, in the short term, we have a, a real, um, you know, crunch on, on appraisers and it's affecting their turn times. Uh, for us to get uh, purchases done, we can still get them done pretty, pretty quickly, but we may have to beg an appraiser. We may have to, <laughs> to pay a rush fee something like that just to get uh, to get those through as quickly as possible
1: yeah a lot of our buyers and sellers i mean that's one of the big hurdles you have to get over in the process of the sale and so they're always on edge we're like you have to keep reassuring them like they're just behind i promise they're working on it don't be worried nothing's happened yet
2: right it's not they're coming it's not always (laughs) no news is bad news but it's just it's just taking them an awful long time so uh yeah so we we always give appraisers a due date and we hold them to their their promises Unfortunately, right now, uh, some of them are, are just not physically able to keep those promises. So, uh, but with that said, as long as we're we're all talking and we're communicating and we're working together, we just want to allow, you know, time for that. Uh, then everything will go fine and everything will go smoothly.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Positive yep, thinking, yep. I like that.
2: Yep. Well, let's let's shift gears here a little bit, and, I, and I'd like to in, in, uh, invite our guests. Welcome our guests. We have Blake Pavlich here from Evolve Bank. And Blake's going to be talking about reverse mortgages. So many many of our customers were always talking about standard what we call forward mortgages. Mm -hmm. You know your your traditional type of mortgage where you borrow the money and you make monthly payments. But a lot of our our senior customers are, um, they're they're in their 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 home. They've been there for a long time. They don't want to leave that home, but maybe it's becoming sort of financially. Difficult for them to stay in that home. A reverse is a, is a solution, a, a way for them to stay in that home longer, and uh, and and actually maintain a, a really good good lifestyle. So, welcome, Blake. Thanks. Well, and you and I go back a ways. So it has been a while,
3: hasn't it? <laughs> a long I fo- time. I follow
2: you around. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, tell us a little bit about 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 uh, Evolve and, and kind of what you've got going on. Yeah, uh, actually, I, I started with Revolve
3: uh, just recently. I, I've moved around a little bit uh, because the market has moved around a lot in reverse mortgages, yes. and we might touch on that a little bit more. Um, Evolve uh, Bank is uh, East Coast bank, but we are licensed to do loans in all 50 states. Okay. I'm the representative here in Washington State for the reverse mortgages. Got it. I like that because I've been doing this a while, and I know a lot of people.
2: <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. So you're the you're the, the face for evolve for the for the Northwest here. Yeah,
3: thank goodness it's radio. Yeah. <laughs> well,
2: yeah, Marissa, I, what, no no quips?
1: Oh, the two bald guys See, in the office. I, got more I hair gotta hair say than, something like that, right? I know, I got I more know. than Blake has,
2: so I save <laughs> on haircuts. <laughs> That's right. Well, excellent. So uh so so you've been and in, in, how long have you been in the reverse mortgage business? It's been a long time.
3: Eleven years.
2: Eleven years. Yeah. Okay. So you've been through um, a, a couple cycles now, and, yes. and, and you've seen an awful lot, and uh, even back to the kind of the heyday when things are pretty go-go and crazy. And, exactly. And before that, you were a, 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 a forward mortgage loan officer before that, weren't you?
3: Briefly, but I was a financial planner for a long duration.
2: That's right. That's right. Got it. Yeah. Got it. So that
3: was my background, and uh, really, reverse mortgage is more like a financial planning tool. You sure. Know, more financial planners are looking at like that too and and realtors are looking at too as a as a way to as a way to leverage business and getting seniors into homes that they might not have been able to get into.
2: Got it. So so explain to our listeners just kind of the the basic concepts of a reverse mortgage and how they work.
3: Yeah, uh, there's a few criteria to be eligible. The first is age, at least one person on title has to be 62 years of age or older, so think of retirement years. Second is um, having a home that has enough equity to borrow against it. And this is just the traditional reverse, not the purchase. Mm-hmm. And the third is now uh, about a year and a half ago, we do a financial assessment. Uh, what that means is we just look at people's background uh, and we look at their willingness and capacity to keep on paying their property taxes and Homer's insurance because that has been one of the problems with this is many people in the past have done a reverse mortgage, went through the proceeds and stopped paying their property taxes, a few years later the county knocks on their door okay, oh, no. and you get foreclosed on. <laughs> oh oh no. not good. No, yeah, so not good. Uh, we we look at it now as a way to say, is this person gonna be have the ability and the willingness to pay it? Okay. Once we go through that, we clear it, you say great. If they don't pass it, all we do is we just put an escrow account side. And that's different because Ford side, you have that. This has just been new for us on the reverse side. Oh, now, okay,
2: so account. so what you're saying is, if if the, if if there is a challenge, there or a concern, maybe they're not going to be able to afford it. You can actually build in the payment of taxes and insurance into the reverse mortgage. Exactly. Oh, that's great. So then, yeah. so then, really, your owners got w- what to worry about utilities.
3: E- exactly, and that's what mm-hmm. we're
2: just looking at. We're looking at whether they're
3: going to pay, pay the bills, and then just you know they, they have them the wherewithal to, 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 to their month to month.
2: Okay, got it. You know. And 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 so explain because so some of our listeners may not be aware how how these programs yeah. actually work, so being reverse, um, well tell us uh, I mean in in your words uh, because you're not making monthly payments period exactly
3: so the nice thing about a reverse it's very flexible it allows people to take a portion of their equity at least fifty percent of their equity out of their home and they're not required to make monthly payments back. The loan is going to get paid back, though, and any interest that is accrued um, when it's no longer their primary residence, and this means either when they sell the home
2: mm-hmm.
3: or when they pass away. So if they sell the home, they pay off the reverse mortgage and in any interest, and they keep the remaining proceeds. If the last person, and this is key, the last person on title passes away, then the beneficiaries have up to a year to decide what they want to do with the home. Either sell it to pay off the reverse, and then they get the remaining proceeds. Okay. They could refinance it. Look at refinancing in their name if they qualify, or they can take other assets. Got it. So that's why you don't have to make monthly payments, but you can if you
2: want to. Got it. And so right. So and that's I think uh, maybe a common misconception with these mm-hmm. programs is that nobody is forcing anybody to do anything on on these types of loans. Exactly. Um, if you make no payments, the the balance is going to go up. The interest yes. will accrue, and uh, you know, and as the balance goes up, then that's that's basically using additional equity from the property mm-hmm. uh, but at the point of, of that loan being paid off it's not like the the bank takes the home back anything exactly. like that it's just like paying off a mortgage just as if you or I were selling our home and we owe money on it you know that mortgage is going to get paid off as part of the the sale of the transaction
3: exactly same concept all okay. it is is nice thing is when you are talking about you know how the home prices in the area have been about 14%. Well, if interest right now is about four and a half percent for reverse mm-hmm. on average. Okay. And you have – so they're, the, what they owe on their home is going up, but values of their home are going up during the same time too. And that's one of the nice things because since this is, a by the way, a backed uh, FHA-approved program,
2: mm-hmm.
3: if they owe more than the home is worth, the government makes up the difference. That's it. part oh. of the reason why the government looks at this, FHA looks at this and says, well, we want to make sure there's enough proceeds because we don't want to be on the hook for that. <laughs> no, absolutely. <laughs> so that's one thing that's attractive about that. You look at the amortization schedule and you look at the home prices are going up along with their loan
2: balance, too. Sure. But but I, I like your analogy, though. If if we have values going up 14% and you've got an interest rate that's in the 4% range you know, you've you've got a pretty good buffer there. You know, you're staying ahead of it at least right now. We had some yeah. times where that wasn't happening though,
3: and I, I let them know that.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I pointed out to them historically. Sure, sure. And and the interest rate on 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 these reverse mortgages, it is a variable rate, correct?
3: There's a fixed product, and then there is a variable product that can adjust annually or monthly depending on the program that they choose and the way that they want to use the proceeds.
2: Okay, so so and and is the the interest rate. Um, Based on on qualifying for a person, or is there just set rates? Just a set rate. Okay, got it. Yeah. That makes it, you know, a very, very simple program. I got lots of questions for you, Blake. Good. And when we come back, um, we're going to have more on reverse mortgage. And call us if you have questions. 866 712 1300. Open house at Team Reba.
0: Got a question? Call it in. 866 712 1300. Now back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to
1: Open House with Team Reba. I'm Marissa Kleist of Re- uh, Team Reba Remax Metro East Side,
2: and I'm Eric Austin from Home Street Bank Home Mortgage.
1: Welcome back, and we're going to talk more with Blake here, and we have in the studio.
2: Right, yeah, and I have uh, Blake. I got a couple questions. You were talking earlier. We we're talking about reverse mortgage, and some of the ins and outs of it. We want to yeah. dispel some myths. And, and also talk about some specifics. I get asked a question quite a bit from someone, and, and I understand from, from what you said just before the break, that, that basically this loan needs to be paid off once the... The um, the uh, the last borrower is deceased, or if if they no longer occupy the property, is that correct?
3: Yeah, no longer primary residence. No,
2: more, no longer primary residence. Exactly. What happens if they if they move into a nursing home?
3: And You're talking about both. Let's say both. Okay. So let's say they're both in a nursing home, and the doctors have determined that they need full time care. They can't come back home. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, if both of them need that, and the doctor uh, has determined that. This clock starts ticking now. Now we have that one year. We said up to a, up a year that they have that's...
2: They okay, have to, to, to so make okay. a decision. So it's not
3: their primary residence.
2: Interesting. But if okay. one
3: of them is in a nursing home and they're not going to be able to come home, but another one is in a nursing home and the doctor's saying, yes, they just need care now because they might have broke a hip. Right. Well, then the loan doesn't come due. It, the clock doesn't start ticking because they need to have a place to go back home. So in that scenario, if one of them, the doctor says, yes they're determined that they could come back home. It might be a few years. They got need it. a place.
2: What's the mechanism for that? I mean, how would the, the lender even know that circumstance were happening?
3: Exactly. There isn't really any monitoring that way, but if a lender finds out, then what they're mm-hmm. going to do is they're going to go to back to the, the borrower, and the borrower's going to get a doctor's letter.
2: Oh, got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So I, I did not know that. I didn't realize that. So this this happens. Uh, I think the fear of many people would be, oh, they, they move out boom, that loan's going to be called like right then. And and from what you're saying, that's not going to happen. No. You know, that once the lender's notified, they still have an additional year, you know, after that to sort of get that all figured out. Sort it all out. Yeah. yeah. But- want to make it flexible. Excellent. Good, good, good to know.
1: That's great. One of the things I hear is like the stigma is kind of that reverse mm-hmm. mortgage is a last resort.
3: Yeah, and honestly, when I started doing this eleven years ago, it really was the last resort. Part of it was it was very expensive, Um, so the only people who were doing it were the people that had to. And it it was a good option; it was better than the alternative of not having any access to any funds. But Mm -hmm. when you were looking at a three hundred thousand dollars home, easily costing twenty plus thousand dollars, that made a lot of people pause. Well. Now the changes are the fees are a lot less, and we can break it down a little bit, but the fees are just generally a lot less. So since they're a lot less and there's a lot more protections in place through FHA and HUD, more people are looking at this not as a last resort. They're looking at it as a way to say, why don't we use this as a financial planning tool? Why don't we open up a line of credit, take money as we need it? Mm -hmm. Because it's a lot more affordable than it used to be, and that's just been a game changer.
2: Absolutely, well, I, and and even in our own family, I, my um, uh, my dad, uh, we had some uh, sort of a catastrophic medical thing with my mom, ended up going into long term uh, adult care, very very expensive. Oh yeah, very expensive. And uh, you know, my dad, being you know fiercely proud, uh, refused to let you know my brother, myself, you know, jump in there, and so we we actually did. We arranged a, a reverse uh, for him. And uh, and then of course the big thing my dad said then the, his big fear is like well you know but that means there's less equity for you boys you know when I'm gone and of course I look at my brother and he looks at me like so we don't care it's it's your it's your equity yeah you know so let's let's just um, let's just make this uh, as as comfortable for everybody as possible so. Good. Perfect. Okay, and 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 what about um, the documents and qualifying and all that? Tell us. Tell us about that.
3: Yeah. So once we get the the basic criteria of the age and then equity and then financial assessment, the only really other portion of it that more, most people don't realize is counseling. Before any lender can take an application, the borrowers have to do counseling with a HUD-approved counseling service, and and the. Uh, the loan officer will give them a list. Uh, we can't make that appointment for them, but they have to do counseling, which is more of a mechanism as a protection for the senior. But I believe it also helps the lender because this counseling goes over the program. Okay, goes over the numbers. Talks. They they talk to them about questions about how does a reverse mortgage work? Because they want to make sure that they've been given all the information and that, and that the last person they're not talking to is someone that is incented to have them.
1: Yeah, the sales aspect of it. Exactly. That's really great. I didn't know that was part of the new program.
3: Yeah, and it it makes it a lot nicer because I I really believe this should be an educational tool before anyone makes a decision so you can be a consultant. Um, But that's the the final hurdle. And then after that, it's just the the documentation is so much smaller than the forward side. Driver's license, Social Security card
2: homers insurance Right, you don't need w-2s pay stubs (laughs) bank statements letters of explanation for large deposits and for the most part for the most part no that's why i'm on this side (laughs) got it got it (laughs) all the paperwork yeah but blake uh, and with with that said though uh, this is a a complex financial instrument, mm-hmm. and um, and and I've seen how you work. Uh, you really have to be patient. We're working with with our senior customers, yeah. and we have to to be take our time, make sure everything's explained and understood. And yes. it, 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 I've got to give you credit. I mean, that's that's a can be a very time consuming uh, job. It takes a, a lot of a lot of uh, patience. It's fun. It really is fun. Well, you're, you're you're definitely helping people. That's the that's the that's the cool part. Very very different from our standard, um, you know, kind of forward mortgage type situation. But with that said, you can use these to purchase a home, right? Yeah, it's it's been around for quite a while, but more and more uh, people are looking at this tool as a way to
3: get into a home. And how this works is, let's say you come up with a home, and I'll just use examples. Uh, someone has a three hundred thousand dollars home that they want to buy. They're mm-hmm. over sixty two. And they go well. I don't want to have to make a monthly payment back on this, like because you don't have to make monthly payments in a reverse mortgage. On a three hundred thousand dollars home, a reverse mortgage will take care of one hundred fifty thousand dollars of that. Okay. Yeah. And so they would have to come up with one hundred fifty thousand themselves, half the amount, but they don't have mortgage payments. Right. Well, a lot of seniors I'm finding I'm seeing them more and more they're downsizing.
1: Oh yeah, right.
3: And I actually have a customer I'm working with here in the Seattle area. Their home's worth almost about a million. They're going to go uh, and find themselves a three hundred fifty thousand dollar home. So when they sell their home, they will free and clear. They're just going to take part of the proceeds from their home sale to plop down half of the down payment. They're going to do the reverse mortgage for their half, and now they do not have to make monthly payments. And all the money that they had from the proceeds of their sell their home is now very liquid for them too.
2: That makes well. And let's just put that into perspective. If if I if I put one hundred fifty thousand down on that same three hundred thousand dollar home, but took out a standard mortgage, I'm going to have a mortgage payment that's going to be probably about eleven hundred dollars a month, including property taxes and homeowner's insurance. Exactly. So so you're actually putting an extra eleven hundred dollars in their pocket, you know, each month. So if someone's on a fixed income, yes, and uh, limited, or uh, you know, that can that can be a game changer.
3: Yeah. It's it's really the quality of life.
2: Yeah, Marissa, can they find that three hundred thousand dollar home? In King County? They're gonna have
1: to go a little. Out. No, not King County. Probably not. You could get a condo, maybe downtown, small yeah. studio condo. <laughs>
3: and actually, someone is doing that. One of my customers is doing that too.
2: Well, I was just gonna say, I uh, I I have a customer that just recently they they took out a, a forward mortgage, but that might change uh, sometime soon, Blake. So if they do, I'll I'll call you on that. Right. But um, but they bought a um, it is a condo, but it's a single level townhome and uh, there's a great big community down in kent called the lakes and there's a whole bunch of different mm-hmm. developments down there but it's uh, they're all very well maintained beautiful and these folks wanted a rambler and uh, but they didn't want the maintenance so it actually was a that great great perfect. solution yeah. sold a two-story home in, in west seattle ended up um you know finding this and just fell in love with it the house backs up to the the green river trail you know so you've got nice amenities and everything there yeah. so yeah they're definitely out there yeah. All right. Excellent. So, uh, and once again, this is a live call-in show, so if you have questions, give us a call, 866 712 I was going to put you on the spot for that, Marissa. I wrote
1: it down. Yeah? I was ready for you that time.
2: All right. Well, I, you know, if, uh, <laughs> if, uh, if uh, Reba were in here, she'd be probably teasing me because I get it wrong probably 90% of the time, so... Yeah, so now speaking of Blake, I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. Give us some examples. What are some, do you have like circumstances recently where somebody's really been able to benefit or, or kind of some out of the box sort of ways that, that this program can be used?
3: Yeah, when we were touching on uh, long term care, there was uh, a customer line about three months ago, very nice home. Husband had dementia. Okay. She couldn't take care of him any longer. So they found a nice place that was close by, within a few miles, that she was able to do a reverse mortgage, have the money so he can get the quality care.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And
3: it was close enough that her daughter lives there that there, she sees her husband almost every day. So as she says, she feels like she still is with him. Yeah. But some of the stress of her taking care of him for the last few years when he was getting more and more agitated quickly, mm-hmm. uh, it just made a difference on her, just her end for him. Sure. Um, so it, those are one of those stories that you think, okay, it was a perfect tool for them. And as she just says, she's glad they had the house to be able to do that because right, she felt like right. he deserved, mm-hmm. you know, good care that she couldn't give him
2: any longer. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's fun. What if somebody has a reverse mortgage already and they took it out four, five, six, seven years ago, is it, is it beneficial or would it be worthwhile to look into refinancing that taking out a new one?
3: You know, it's something that's starting to happen again because as we see the the volumes pick up with the mm-hmm. interest. Um, I'm doing a refinance for a customer that was able to access another $80,000 from a reverse mortgage they did about five and a half years ago. They had a low appraisal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now sure. they got a an appraisal that's more in line with what the, 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 uh, their home was worth. And then the home has gone up considerably, you know, well over $130,000. Oh, wow.
2: Okay. So,
3: yeah, if, it, if the money's there. They can do that again. Would the interest rates be different? Um, interest rates could be different, um, and that's one of the things that they look at. But right now, interest rates are actually lower.
2: Well, that's what I'm wondering. Would they actually be better? Um, you know with with a variable rate loan, you've got yeah. two two factors that are going affect that rate. One is the index. That we use to determine that rate, and the other is the margin, exactly. basically, with a profit margin that's being added to that index. Yeah. Have those changed much over the years?
3: They, they have. I mean, those are the one things that have been, when I first started, they were anywhere from 1% to mm-hmm. 3%, but it depended on the lender themselves, okay. too. That's one of those things that are negotiable. Get some uh, variables on that. Yeah. yeah. So so uh, as a borrower, they should know that that's negotiable. There are margins. as We're just keeping that under the floor of 5%. When they qualify for the most money.
2: Okay. Well, and, and that's important for people to know. Um, you, you mentioned earlier that this is a an FHA program, a HUD-sponsored HUD program. Folks, um, if, if you have a HUD-sponsored loan, and it could be on the forward side also, an FHA loan or a VA loan, that does not mean that the government is setting your interest rate. <laughs> Far from it. You still need to shop and be very, very careful. Yes. More about reverse mortgages when we come back with Blake Pavlich. Stay tuned for more on Open House Team Reba. Open House has open phone lines. Give us a call
0: at 866 712 1300. Now back to Open House with Team Reba.
1: Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba I'm Marissa Kleist of Team Reba REMAX Metro Eastside
2: And I'm Eric Osnes from Home Street Bank Home Mortgage
1: Before we forget I want to mention that we do have our uh, First time home buyer class that Reba and Eric Teach coming up here September 17th Me and Tukwila. Um It's a first time home, home buyer class And like Eric was talking about earlier Getting that certificate um, that helps you be eligible For all kinds of great programs
2: Special stuff Special stuff. Yeah, top secret stuff. No, it's actually not top secret at all. <laughs> uh, but this is, uh, yeah, Reba and I volunteer for the Washington State Housing Finance Commission. And this is the official first-time buyer class that's required for many of the first-time homebuyer programs out there, zero-down programs and special tax credits. And, uh, and so if you take this class, the certificate is good for two years. The class is free of charge, um, so you're not paying anything to come in. But you're going to walk out with a whole bunch of... Of good information, um, both Reeb and I are really strong on education, and we don't we don't mince words, we don't candy coat things. Uh, we kind of <laughs> try and tell you tell it like it is. Yeah, and, it's, it's a uh,
1: pretty painless five hour for the day. It, it goes it's fast. fast. Yeah,
2: it really goes fast, and and we always bring in some food, so you know keep people happy and and uh, but but the goal is to give you information that's going to going to really make you a a, a very well educated home buyer. And something that you can use not only for your first transaction, for many, many, many Yeah, I was surprised.
1: Um, I sat in last time, and they were going over a lot of credit information that I feel like a lot of people don't know.
2: Mm.
1: It's just, I mean, just to you know boost that credit score, Eric gives some really good insight on things you can do. I mean, it takes, what, about six months to, if, for changes to take place?
2: Oh, yeah. Marissa, I mean, there's mortgage loan officers out there that don't know how this works. <laughs> That's a little I'm, scary. I'm serious. Yeah. I mean, there's... So many different nuances to that. And, and we've got some really good information. I work, uh, very closely with a local credit uh, vendor. It's called ARC. It's American Reporting Company. They're fantastic. And they've given us so many good tools that talk about the makeup of credit scores and, and, and what a person can do. And, and we even, um, oftentimes all run credit. It's maybe not where I want it to be for a customer. Uh, I can actually send this information to our, our partners. They will tell us, okay, do these three things, and you're going to, you know, you're going to get the score that you you, yeah. you need. And and like you said, true too is very true, Marissa. Six months is kind of the magic number. If you open a new account, it's going to take six months before that account will start positively affecting your credit score. And likewise, if you close an account that you have a good score on, <laughs> guess what? Negative. You lose that score. Uh oh. So, it's, it's, uh, if you're in the point where you're going to be buying a home, especially, don't do anything. Don't open yeah. new plan credit. Ahead. Don't close credit. If you dispute something on your credit, guess what? We are stuck. We can't oh, move no. forward at all until you waive, remove that dispute. So, so there's a lot of different tips that we talk about in this class. You know, the, can, can I help, definitely help people, yeah. help people plan better? So if people
1: want to come, it's September 17th. Yes. It's and 10 to 3 in the Tequila office yeah, of Home, Home Street.
2: Street right. Bank, our mortgage office right there in Tequila, a couple blocks away from South Center Mall. And uh, and to uh, to reserve your space, because space is limited, uh, there's as many people as we can pack in there. Yeah. Uh, Reba? All right. <laughs> <Marissa, laughs> oh Yikes. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what's, can, what's the best contact? Yeah, sign
1: up for the class. Uh, info at TeamReba.com.
2: Okay, info at TeamReba.com. Yeah, so we, I know we're starting to fill up, and uh, but if you're interested or you have family or friends or kids that are getting to that point, buying their first home, uh, definitely um, contact us. Info at TeamReba.com. We'll add you to the list. Perfect. All right, and more. We have Blake Pavlich here with us, Evolve Bank and Trust. Talking about reverse mortgage, and I'm so glad you joined us today, oh, it's Blake. Been great. So uh, I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning more, and I, I thought I knew everything. So no, this is <laughs> this is awesome. Uh, before we we uh, get any further, what's the best way for our listeners to contact you if they have questions?
3: Uh, email email is great.
2: Okay, and what's the best one for you? Uh,
3: have it, Blake B L A K E period Pavlich, P A V L I C H at getevolved.com.
2: Okay, Blake <laughs> dot Pavlich at getevolves.com. And of course, we're going to put your information up on the on the Team Reba website as well. Great. And uh, so we'll have that contact information there. So if you happen to be driving, don't drive off the road. <laughs> we have enough traffic issues right now already. Oh, yeah. And, uh, but you can go on to teamreba.com.
1: Or we have our Facebook page, yeah. Team Reba, Remax Metro. It's easy to find. Okay. And Twitter? Yep, at Team Reba. Right. You can tweet us if you want more information,
2: and I'll have you on my Twitter as well, which perfect. is Eric is my banker. So, yeah, aren't you? And now, We're
1: also going to have the um, the show from today will play back on our blog, which is TeamReba.com dot com forward slash blog. If people want to tune oh, in or if they missed anything today, they can replay it from there.
2: Okay. Got it. And, Blake, anything else to add when we're talking about reverse? What should people really be thinking about when they're where they're getting to this point and making this decision? Is this right the right thing for me?
3: Yeah, Just don't look at it as a last result, really. You just need to look at it now so that way you can plan ahead. Uh-huh. Uh, the earlier you put it into place, the more it will work for you because there's a line of credit, and that line of credit has a growth rate that's equal to the interest rates. So the money you're not using, you have access to more. So if you think Excellent. you want to, get all the information.
2: Let's let's let me let me back up on that. So let, let's um, let's uh, I'll give an example. So um, I have an exi- Let's say I'm 62 years old. Let's say I'm 72 years old. I'm not, by the way, <laughs> Marissa, but uh, let's say I am. I I have a balance on an existing mortgage. I'm making monthly payments on it. Let's say I owe a hundred thousand dollars on that mortgage, and I just can't afford it. So I can set up a reverse mortgage with you. Yes. that's going to pay off that $100,000 mortgage I have. So I have no mortgage payments to make. You're also going to give me a line of credit. And the line of credit is just a credit limit that's available. So if I, let's say I need to buy a new car and I I need um, 30,000, wait, no, it's a (laughs) Tesla. I need $124,000 to buy. I can use my line of credit for that, right? If you have 125,000 line of
3: credit, yes.
2: And my monthly payment will be what on the line of credit?
3: Uh, The line of credit is just going to be what the interest rate is on what you already owe on your loan.
2: So no monthly payment, right? No monthly payment. So so I can use a, a reverse. I can use it to pay off an existing debt that I have on a home. Yes. I can use it as a line of credit. And uh, yes. if I have, uh, ex- I was kidding about the Tesla, by the way. But <laughs> although they're pretty cool, oh, um, yeah. But uh, but so I can I can use this line of credit for things that I need incidental things, yes. and um, and uh, there's not going to be any payments to be made on that as well. No payments. So so the point is that if I have debts right now, those are taken off the table. I don't have to make monthly payments on those, but I'm also I also still have future access to my equity, you know, should I need it down the road. Got exactly. It. And as the equity goes up um, in my home, is that line of credit going to increase as well? It's just going to increase by
3: the interest rate that you currently have on your against your loan okay. balance. Okay. So they
2: marry each other. Got it. Got it. I've seen some. I've looked at some statements where the the line of credit you know has very little available. Yeah. And uh, and so that might be a situation where someone might consider refinancing them. Maybe they need extra funds or whatever. They have mm-hmm. a reverse already. Then they could kind of go in there and, and do that exactly that can be done okay what are things that we need to be concerned about things to look out for with a reverse
3: uh, really I, I think the thing is we've we've wanted to streamline it so much but you really the thing to look out for are to really think about is shop around
2: mm-hmm.
3: always realize that your margins those are negotiable okay and origination fees are negotiable have them explain to you what the costs, true costs are, and what the costs for your company actually do loan.
2: Okay, so you can definitely shop and, um, and uh, get a, a, a an estimate, get yeah. a, a good faith estimate, just like you would on a, on a forward mortgage. Yeah. So you can compare a, a couple lenders, look at costs side by side. Well, there, and, and why are there all these radio ads out there right now for reverse mortgage? What's going on? Because
3: the larger companies that used to do them when I started are no longer in the industry. So it's more the people that are uh, doing the commercials, they're doing everything by a call center.
2: I see. okay.
3: And so those are the big players now.
2: Got it, Got it. Okay, so so our customers have a choice too. They can work um, with someone face to face in person like yourself, yeah. or they can work with somebody online, you know, back wherever they're at. And, um, you know, I, I think with something like this and as complex and complicated as it is, it's really, really important to trust the person that you're working with and knowing that you're getting good, fair deal and all oh, of that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Marissa, any other questions for Blake here?
1: No, I. this has been very informative. I'm glad you came on. I definitely... I'm a ways off from ever needing one of these, but um, if I have any uh, clients with questions, it's good to know.
2: Well, thank you, Blake Uh, Pavlitz from Evolve Bank and Trust, so much for joining us. Um, Really appreciate the information. Thanks again, all our listeners. Join us every Tuesday from 3 to 4 o'clock for Open House with Team Reba. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening to
0: Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at re-slash-max-metro-east-side on Facebook or email info at teamreba.com. Join us again next Tuesday at 3 for more Open House with Team Reba here on Business Radio 1300 KKOL.
2: Our house, in the middle of street, our
0: house. Program sponsored by Team Reba of RE-MAX Metro Eastside and Eric Osnes of Home Street Bank Home Mortgage